what the hell did we just watch? <laughs> hell must have frozen over. First off, welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy Mac. Now, normally I would not head into this and and and, and just gloat, but I feel like I feel like it's worth it at this point in time. All the Aquarius slander, all the Karis Levert slander, you got to dead it. Got to completely dead it. There is there is no reason anymore to doubt these guys. It's, they're gelling at the right time. Watching that game winner was one of the absolute best memories of this season. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just overreacting here. But that to me was on par with Donovan Mitchell's 71 point game just because of the impact, just because of what it means to see those two players connect on a play like that specifically Isaac Okoro. He's gone through so much doubt from the fans, so much shit talk from the fans, really for both these guys, but especially for Isaac Okoro, people talking about benching him, people talking about him not adding anything offensively. The motherfucker goes three of four from three-point range and hits the most important shot of the night, a game winner in the corner. Nobody's going to no, – nobody's out defending him. I mean, <laughs> that's just – that's just a book on Isaac Okoro, but you love to see it. You love to see Isaac Okoro, his, all of his hard work pay off. And you could tell how much that moment meant to him just based upon his post-game interview. That shit brought me to tears. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you guys can probably see it up here, but that was an amazing, that, that was just an amazing finish to the game. The game itself, don't get me started. Do not get me started. Too many ups and downs. Kind of had a feeling the Cavs would possibly split uh, against against Brooklyn, but because this is a very good team. I mean, you see guys like Spencer Dinwiddie balling out. You have Michael Bridges, who honestly I think is going to end up being an all-star here pretty soon. That dude can play. But the Cavs were able to really put their foot on the pedal in the fourth quarter, especially, and I know some people are not going to agree with this, I saw a massive change in regards to defensive effort, effort all around once Carousel Vert entered. That's just me. You guys know how 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 big of a fan I am of him. And you know, he continues to have a a huge impact on that end of the court, whether people want to give it to him or not. Um, he's starting to add more and more offensively. The shots are falling for him. He went uh, three of seven from the field and two of five from three-point range. Had one of the best turnovers of the game. Well, <laughs> best steals. Let me correct that. Had one of the one of the most timely steals of the game in that fourth quarter that really started a, a huge Cavs uh, go-ahead and then followed up by a DG, you know, steal that, that led to baskets on both ends. So just absolutely fun fourth quarter very frantic (laughs) i don't know about you guys but my heart was racing the entire time and just something something told me that the ball was going to end up swinging his way and the best part about it was the fact that he did not shy away from that shot now knowing what we all know about isaac okoro knowing that he is not necessarily somebody who you would ever can, and this is coming from a guy who, who just absolutely adores both of these guys uh, and what they bring to the table. But Isaac Okoro is not exactly what you would consider a uh, 
a clutch shooter. <laughs> uh, it's just absolutely not what you would consider that. But the mere fact that this dude had the guts, this man had the balls to take that shot. Didn't look to pass it up at all. Just shot the ball. And it was it, it was an amazing sight. <laughs> uh, Dr. Claw, yeah, good jerseys to have now, especially heading in towards the playoffs. Uh, you know, specifically to my guy, Levert, I think he's going to have a huge impact. Uh, and I think that the playoffs is going to determine just how much he gets paid, in my opinion, because I think he ends up returning to the Cavs. Question is how much, because the Cavs can go over the cap to uh, to get him because they have his bird rights. So I'm thinking somewhere in the 15 to 16 million dollar range. Uh, it, I'm not a, I'm not a cap guy though. I don't know how much realistically the Cavs can go over the cap to sign him. I don't know how all that works. So I'm going to stay in my lane. But I do know that if he has a big showing in the playoffs like he has recently, that man's getting paid. That man is getting paid. And Isaac Okoro, geez Louise. Just 11 points on the night. But his impact goes so far beyond the the, 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 the traditional box score stats. You can't quantify exactly what Isaac Okor brings to the table specifically by looking at the box score. Sure, 11 points uh, on four or five shooting, that's a pretty good stat line. That's actually very good for Isaac Okoro considering the amount of touches that he gets. And that's the, the five shot attempts. That is right in line with what he gets on the season. That's that's right in line. Yeah, S- exactly as Terrell Francis says down here, 11 points on five shots is all we can ask out of ice. That is 100% true. 100% true. There's just not enough of that basketball to go around when you have a guy like Donovan Mitchell taking 20-plus shots a game. You have DG up, I think, around the 16, 17 uh, attempt range. And, you know, Mobley's getting his touches. Jared Allen's still got to get his. Although, man, I don't know what it is. Jared Allen's just not getting as much love uh, from the free throw line as he did last season. Um, Although I think Justin Rowan pointed out, all the contacts that he's gotten this season, but is just yet to draw a lot of fouls. Just two free throws on the night. A little side note there. But Isaac Okora, yes, that is entirely 100% true in regards to him. Five attempts. Five attempts on the night. Just make the most of them. Hit your threes. He did that tonight. If Isaac Okoro continues to do that, he's the guy. He's the guy. And when you're looking at what he does on the defensive end, shit, we all know what he can do. Is he Evan Mobley? No. He doesn't need to be, though. He just needs to be a tough-nosed defender, goes out there and plays the best perimeter player each night. Uh, you know, JB, J, JB really gives the guy a ton of credit, and it's de- deservedly so. <laughs> Bob from Accounting, I love that. Damn, I can't stop smiling. So happy for Isakoro on this young team. Mobley had a monster game and good to see a win. Yeah, we haven't even talked really about Evan Mobley tonight. I'm going to get to that in just a second. But, geez, I mean, I my, my face is going to hurt. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure yours will too. My face is probably going to hurt when I wake up in the morning just from all this fucking smiling I'm doing. Because never in a million years, never in a million fucking years did I think I would see that sequence play out the way it did i I get it it's it's a regular season game towards the end of the regular season but to see that heading towards the playoffs with this team trending upwards and like you said again terrell peaking at the right time the team is coming together they're gelling perfectly right now 
this is the best time. If you're going to play subpar basketball, if you're going to have some guys that have had some bad bad runs recently, bad stretches, uh, this is the time to pick it up. We've we've seen that from Levert in mean, this awesome uh, resurgence. If you guys haven't watched that video that I put out earlier, go ahead and check that out. But this Karis Levert's uh, resurgence or resurgence that he's had uh, since the start of March and now 11 games, absolutely peaking at the right time. Now, is Isaac Okoro, on the other hand, going to give you this type of production each night? Probably not. It's going to come and go depending upon the touches that he gets. But as long as this motherfucker takes advantage, this team has no ceiling. And really, when you're talking about no ceilings right now, one thing you need is this outside of Lil Wayne, you need to be thinking about Evan Mobley because, whoa, I mean, 26 points, 16 rebounds, three assists, four blocks, one steal, plus 16 on the night, 11 of 18 from the field, four or six from the free throw line. Holy shit. This man demanded the basketball demanded the basketball demanded the basketball i absolutely loved it i love the fact that he did not shy away from calling for it when he felt like he had it going on i love the fact that they got him the ball there were numerous possessions back-to-back possessions especially in that third and fourth quarter where mobley called for the ball and darius garland obliged especially on a night where darius garland just didn't have it go didn't have it going on at all We'll talk about him in a minute, but absolutely phenomenal night by Evan Mobley. And as L.A. Brodus down here pointed out, the Knicks lost tonight. I mean, you guys tell me, tell me in the comments, do you think the Cavs think about shutting down? Because I, I feel like they have the fourth seed bagged. I feel like that shit's wrapped up nice and tight. Uh, do you think that they consider you know, letting some guys get some rest heading towards the postseason, or do you think they should play it out? I don't know. Let me know down below. But, um, yeah, huge win tonight, huge opportunity uh, taken with the Knicks losing tonight as well. So I'm absolutely enjoying that. But back to Mobley. This this dude was absolutely special. So many just Elite plays made tonight. I don't even know how to describe his performance. That's how good that shit was. I mean, he didn't score as many points as Donovan Mitchell, but he had his handprint on everything. His fingerprints were all all over the court, on the defensive end, constantly pressuring guys uh, when they entered the rim. Four blocks on the night. I mean, consistently switching out to the perimeter. It's just something that you do rarely see out of a player this young. And he's got so much more growth to go. 11 of 18 from the field. And that's that's with one uh, three-point attempt. One. 26 points tonight on 11 of 18 with one three-point attempt. If he ever adds that to his game, the motherfucker will be unstoppable. It's, I mean, he he's already trending towards that way. You just cannot really stop this man. I mean, say what you want about him playing defensively on bigger centers, you know, a la your Joel Embiid's of the world, guys like that. But th- this man cannot be stopped. He can shoot over you. He can bulldoze right past you. He's put on some muscle. He's starting to space the floor. 
it's just the sky is truly the limit for Evan Mobley. And he's not even the Cavs' best player right now. The Cavs' best player, Donovan Mitchell, 31 points, six rebounds, 11 to 24 from the field. Not exactly the most efficient night, but I'll take 31 points. I don't know about you. Three of nine from uh, from three-point range and six of nine from, from free throw. It's not going to look pretty every single night, but again, I will take 31 points if I can get them. Now, we got to talk about Darius Garland. Darius Garland's kind of been struggling a little bit recently. Um, so I- I'm glad that you have some of these guys here picking him up. Uh, his stat line on the night, 13 points, eight assists. Yeah, he's, he's out there diamond guys up. Um, I'm not really sure off the top of my head, but a lot of those felt like came from Donovan Mitchell and Evan Mobley. I feel like he got a lot of those assists to those guys. I could be wrong. Uh, four of 16 from the field is the most telling stat from him. That, to me, is unacceptable. You got to pick it up. That is that is not something that you're going, you're not going to win a ton of postseason games with your starting point guard uh, putting up stat lines like that. Uh, four sixteen from the field, two of six from three point range. Um, still a plus fifteen on that because of everything else that he was able to do, but not necessarily the greatest nights from him. And considering that you know this this took a last second shot to beat the Brooklyn Nets who. You know, no slight to them, no disrespect to them, because this was a very hard-fought victory here. But the Cleveland Cavaliers are in a different tier than the Brooklyn Nets right now. Could you say that when the season started? Probably not, just because the amount of talent that Brooklyn had. But clearly, with the trade of Kyrie Irving, clearly with the trade of Kevin Durant and all these other uh, ancillary moves that they've made, they're not in the same tier. That said... You're not going to be able, in relation to Darius Garland, you're not going to be able to win a playoff series when you have play like that. Say so he's got to step it up. But I'm in a night where he just doesn't have it going. It is so nice to see everybody else pick it up. I mean, another key stat on the night: all five starters scored in double figures. Mobley with 26, Garland with 13, Donovan Mitchell with 31, Isaac Okoro with 11, and Jared Allen. My, it is so good to see Jared Allen back, ain't it? 12 points on the night. He had, he had a double-double as well, just like uh, Evan Mobley. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5-9 and nine from the field. I've actually seen a lot of complaints in regards to Jared Allen's uh, play down the stretch at times and him kind of looking invisible. And, I mean, I think some of it can be valid at times, but at the same time, I mean, what do you, what do you expect him to do? It, just like Isaac Okoro he's not going to get a ton of touches only took nine shots on the night. Um, so if you're, if you're making the argument that you want him to make more of an impact on the defensive end. Okay. I, I can understand that, but he, he seemed to do just fine to me. Offensively speaking, it's going to be just like Isaac. Um, he's going to get more touches just because of the nature of what he can do. Some of the office offensive rebounds that he can grab, uh, equal more possessions, obviously, and he's going to be getting lops here from time to time. But defenses have largely erased that from for the, from the Cavs this season. It's not happening as frequently as it did last year. Uh, yeah, as frequently as it did last year because cat teams are onto that. The Cavs, the Cavs kind of made that play style popular again, and so they're not giving 
them the opportunities like they once had. And, you know, adding Donovan Mitchell kind of changes the dynamic of everything anyways. So um, his stat lines are going to fluctuate from night to night. But to see Evan Mobley, you know, kind of take the next step there, be the the guy with the second most shot attempts on the night, absolutely phenomenal. Because as we all know, and as we all continue to hear from many fans, many pundits, uh, analysts alike, if the Cavs are going to reach their apex, if the Cavs are going to win a title, Evan Mobley has got to be either the guy leading them there or right beside him, right beside Donovan Mitchell. He's got to be the guy. And I think tonight was yet another preview of him taking over because he can do that. When he wants the ball, you feed him. He's got, in, in, in my opinion, he's got a top five player in the league ceiling. I do not kid around when I say that. I think, especially as a two-way player, this man could fuck around and win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. That's how fucking good I think he's going to end up being. Uh, obviously not this season, <laughs> but I think that is the type of talent that we're working with here in Mobley. Could you imagine that? Evan Mobley winning the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Although we, uh, I think we can all collectively agree that he's probably going to get robbed this year. He he deserves that shit this year, but they're not going to give it to him. They're, they're, they're probably going to go the route of Jaron Jackson or even worse, Brook Lopez. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I can't stop smiling about what we witnessed tonight just because as Calhead Milk <laughs> says down here, I love that picture, uh, ice. If you're going to use one name or one word to sum up tonight, ice. The man deserves the junkyard dog chain. I don't know if they give it to him. You guys let me know. But just – Absolutely phenomenal performance all around from all these guys and seeing Isaac cap it off with that uh, game winning triple. You might want to you, you might want to clip that one and, and just continue to relive it because I'm not sure how often or, or if we'll ever see that again. It was that special of a moment. And like I began the episode saying I just, you know, nobody looks at Isaac Okoro as that guy. Nobody looks at Isaac Okoro as the guy who's going to take the last shot. But here we are. I never in a million years thought that I would see this man end up being on the uh, on on the good end of a game winner. Uh, time and time and again in my head, you know, thinking about the type of defender that he is and the type of defensive assignments that he sees. I continuously, you know, have felt like you're going to see him be on the bad end at points, you know, being that the as prideful as he is and having to take the toughest defensive assignments most nights. I routinely have felt like, yeah, Isaac Okoro is probably going to get a game winner hit on him eventually. But for him to actually hit one, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It was poetry in motion coming off a feed from my guy. Karis LeVert, who I, I swear to God, if people don't respect him now, respect the fact that this man has sacrificed a ton this season and understand that basketball is more than scoring fucking points, I don't know what to tell you. This isn't the team for you <laughs> because he just, he does so much. 
that is not going to show up in the stat sheet. He does so much, especially on the defensive end of the court. Is he an all-world defender, the caliber of Evan Mobley? No. Is he a like a, a serious lockdown defender that we like to think that Isaac Okoro is? No. But he hustles. He hustles. He hustles. He hustles. He gives so much effort. And I can't ask for anything more from him. Because coming into this season, I don't think anybody was saying – Karis Avert is a lockdown defender. I don't think anybody was thinking that this guy would be as effective as a defender as he has been this season. I mean, sure, he has the tools. He has the length. He has the size. He has the God-given ability to be able to do that. But sometimes that just does not translate. There are tons of players in the NBA who have size, have the prototypical size, have the natural talent, natural ability, natural makeup to be a plus defender, but they just aren't because they're not motivated. They don't have that type of mentality. They're not up here thinking in their heads, I want this. They're not. There's a lot of guys out there who have the ability, but just don't have it up here in terms of mentality. LaVert ain't one of those guys. Every time I see him out in the court, For good, for better, or worse, the man is trying. Whether he screws up every now and then, yes, I will point this out because I don't want anybody jumping on me. Uh, Three turnovers on the night. Three turnovers on the night. I get it. You know, sometimes he can be a little bit careless. But, you know, in today's day and age, I feel like all guards are. Darius Garland had three turnovers on the night. You know, it just, it happens. But once he gets settled down, once he starts really thinking about what he's doing – He's got the pressure of the trade deadline off of him. And I think a lot of people discount that, um, you know, heading into this season, obviously is in the f- coming into the final year of his contract, nothing solidified a guy who has consistently dealt with injury woes, a guy who has consistently dealt with a, with, with trouble, frankly, staying healthy. And you, you want that long-term security. And he just not, he, he's just not had that. And to the, up to this point in the season, knock on wood, I'm going to do that right now. Karis LeVert has been healthy. 69 games played, I believe. 69 games. I could be incorrect. The number could be uh, that, that number could be different depending upon uh, what the stats say right now. But by far the healthiest that he has ever been. By far the, the, the most motivated defensively that he's ever been. And – I mean, could not be happening at a better time. Most of his looks now, and I and this should be pointed out, I want you guys to understand, most of the opportunities that he's taking right now are coming right where you want them. They're coming in catch-and-shoot scenarios. They're coming off of catch-and-shoot scenarios. They're not necessarily all pull-up jumpers. They're not. I mean, have we seen Karis do that? In the past, yes. Have we seen Karis do that in every game? Of course, but they're not happening as frequently as they used to. He's not taking as many mid-range pull-ups as he used to. And when he does, more often than not, he's starting to make them again, which is a beautiful sight because uh, he's he's been atrocious from the mid-range area this season, which is normally reliable for him. But for whatever reason, it just hasn't been the case this year. Now, you know, when you're talking about him in the flow of the offense, 
it, it, he's starting to become a seamless fit. And I never truly understood the, the fit concerns with Karis LeVert because I think so much of that has boiled down to, well, can he space the floor? Can he hit three ball consistently? Can he play off ball? Yes, he can. The tools are there. Just needed to be put in the right place. He needed his mind right. He, he, he needed to have the pressure of being possibly traded off of him. And now he does. He doesn't have to worry about that. And now he's going to set himself up to be potentially paid another big time deal. <laughs> Is it going to be Colin Sexton type of money? I think what did Colin get? Was it four for 70? I can't remember, but it's not going to be that type of money, nor should it, but he's going to get paid. He's going to get a nice salary and to keep a guy, a hometown kid in, <laughs> in Cleveland. Absolutely phenomenal idea to me i want him to remain a cavalier at least for the next few seasons as you continue to round out the rest of <laughs> uh, i i get that feeling too man if you mic them up I, I i definitely feel like you would uh you'd probably see that more often than not but to have him out there in such an impactful role is just an awesome sight everybody it was really just a really good team win tonight even, uh, you know, you look at some of the other guys off the bench, uh, Jetty Osman, a guy who's perennially pulled in and out of the rotation and has just recently climbed back into it because for whatever reason, and I know me and Corey talk about this like ad nauseum, for whatever reason, I don't know what the fuck Jetty did to JB, but <laughs> it just kind of seems like he can get pulled just like, uh, just like that. Um just like he's at the Apollo Theater or something, and they're, and they're, the Sandman is yanking him off, uh, all, all off the off the stage. But uh, eight points, two rebounds, three of seven from the field, and you know, you, you if you watch any Cleveland basketball at all in the past, I don't know how long has Jody been in Cleveland? Six, five, six years? I can't remember. Actually, I think seven now. Uh, but if you've watched Jetty Osmond at all, you know where most of his attempts are going to come. They're going to come from one of two, uh, one of two different scenarios. It's either going to be a three point shot, mostly catch and shoot, or it's going to be a transition layup, which we have, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I've come to enjoy because anytime Jetty is out in transition, I feel like it's a pretty good shot to make. Uh, so you know what he's all about, you know, what he's going to do. And if he's not on, he's not on. And if he's off, he is terrible. So I, I guess that's probably it at the end of the day, as much as we like to talk about the whole JB uh, Jetty thing. Then you go back down the, you know, down the lineup here. Ricky Rubio didn't score points tonight, but guess what? Seven big assists. Had a beautiful lob to Evan Mobley down in the paint. Absolutely wonderful to see. And then, you know, I'm not really going to factor in Lamar Stevens here. He only played four minutes. Uh, he did hit a triple, though. You always love to see that. But I say all that to say this is just an all-around team win. And obviously, you want this feeling to carry over into these remaining, I think, seven games, seven, eight games left in the season. But it, not all of them are going to be like this. So I want everybody here, cherish this moment. Because we don't know when we're going to see another Isaac Okoro game winner. Hell, I might make video about it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm that stoked about it. It's 
it could end up being something that we truly never see again or something we don't see for a very long time. So cherish this moment. Rewatch that game. Rewatch that clip. Praise him because that is something that is deserving of it, especially for, you know, for a guy like him who's gone through the ringer and had so much criticism levied upon him in regards to growth and whatnot, which, you know, I'm not going to go on another tangent here, but I'll just close out by saying you got to believe in him, man. I mean, the, the, the guy does not get enough credit. He doesn't get a ton of opportunities. So you can't go out there expecting him to score uh, 11, 12, 13 points a night consistently because he's not getting but five fucking shots a game. I mean, what else can I say? You're not going to get Isaac Okoro, the, you know, the, the, the 15 to 16 point per game score. You're just not going to get that on this version of the Cavs. And that is perfectly fine, provided Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, and Darius Garland are all playing really good basketball. And then you have Jared Allen out there uh, doing his thing as well. So with that said, like I always tell you guys, if you like to reach out to me, you can at It's Cavalier underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and more. If you want to be added to the exclusive It's Cavalier Discord chat, you know what to do. Leave a rating, leave a review wherever you stream It's Cavalier podcast at and send a screenshot at, uh, to It's Cavalier 53 at gmail.com and I'll send you an invite. That said, go Cavs. Have a good night.